Hello, welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. This is the Rioters Review over on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Riot Act podcast. Thank you very much if you have uh, contributed to the podcast through our Patreon page. It's much appreciated. Um, if you're hearing this in the future, it's been out for ages. My name's Stephen Hill, by the way. His name's Renfrey Deadman. Hello. We're here, as usual. We've been here for ages, actually. If you've been listening to this, in, if you're listening to this in the future... We've actually been here for ages, so maybe you might want to buck your ideas up a little bit, buddy. Um, if that doesn't, yeah. if that doesn't uh, apply to you, then ignore everything I've just said. I'm sure all the people who didn't realise that we've been here for ages will be really pleased to hear uh, that in, in that tone as well. Just <laughs> trying to inspire people, if you are one of our patrons, you get to pick, you get to put an album down for consideration for a writer's review, which is what we're going to do now. Jamie Hall has picked this particular record. Mm. Should just say for, before we go on any further, we have a massive, massive, massive backlog of writer's reviews. It's scary. Yeah. Terrifying. Five, we will do five full pages all of them. at the moment. Yeah. We will do all of them. Are you really promising that? Uh, <laughs> we, yeah. Well, all the ones that are there now. We will try very hard. Yeah. We'll do yeah. them all one day. We one will day. try really hard to do whether them Whether you're yeah. still alive, who knows? <laughs> oh, but, we're going to be doing this when we're 80. I mean, we're going to try We're going to try very, very hard to do all oh, It's going to be really difficult. It's, for the record, it's going to be fucking hard to do all it's these. But we'll lot. try. We're going to yeah. get through as many as we can. Yeah. Bear with us. Um, anyway, uh, Jamie has picked Exotic Animal Petting Zoo's 2012 album, Tree of Tongues, which mm. it came out on the 19th of July, to give it its exact date. Um, this is one that we've, behind the scenes, I say we, you have been going on about for ages us doing this i've been banging on about this one because exotic animal petting zoo are one of those bands who were just never appreciated at the time um and i think they are absolute i mean to be totally honest with you i think they were kind of ahead of their time um especially when you consider well we'll get on to that in a moment um I first heard this band whilst I was on tour with Black Peaks uh, somewhere okay. in Europe. I don't remember where the hell we were, but we were somewhere in Europe. Um, <clears throat> they put this album on in the van and I was listening to the opening song, Pharmacokinetic, um, which is just uh, Brandon Carr, the vocalist and guitarist on vocals over a very kind of rough and ready guitar line. Um the production is purposefully like, uh, you know, when you're like listening to something through like a transistor radio, like all of the like bits mm -hmm. have been scooped out or something like that. Mm. It just it, it's like purposefully. Um, I don't know what the technical term for it is, but it's like purposefully fuzzy, fuzzy and odd. And then the whole band come in at the 43 second mark and they're like, Ooh, and then there's these amazing screams. And I just remember, I remember so distinctly being there and being like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. And I turned to Joe from Black Peaks. I was like, this is incredible. What's this? He was like, oh, exotic animal petting zoo. I expected you would know them. Um, but I didn't at all. And I basically sat there in the van, pretty much silent for the 
entirety of this record. In fact, cool, I, I bet that was nice. <laughs> it was <laughs> what me being silent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually remember we put. <laughs> We put, well, it'd be a very boring, boring podcast if I was silent, wouldn't it? Hey, it'd be the Stephen no, Hill no, show. No, no, it would be me. You'd be me talking all the time. Which is what I'm... Um, and I just thought it was amazing. And I knew nothing of the band. It, it's, uh, you know, now that you've listened to it, I'm sure you'll be like, yeah, this is a bit of you, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Um, you yeah. can totally see where I'm coming from. Um, I would, um, rather than describe them myself, now I know that this is a very, very, very tricky thing to do, but I'm going to ask you, what do you think Exotic Animal Petting Zoo sound like? Because it's very difficult to describe this band, isn't it? The Dillinger Escape Plan. Do you think so? Yeah. I think it's Dillinger-y. I think it's Dillinger. I mean, you know, on the very, very, very surface level. Yeah, I was going to say it's quite surface this, level. This, this is a melodic, a, a kind of the, all the best bits of what I like about Dillinger, really. Okay, okay, cool. So I really like the melodic parts and I, Dillinger are really good at that. Mm -hmm. um, I like the kind of scabrous, uh, harsh sounding jagged jazz parts which again dillinger are very very good at doing that yeah um it was quite interesting i did kind of raise as an eyebrow when you said they're ahead of their time because obviously this came out in 2012 it's a second album um they only have one other album which came out in 2008 mm. um i i listened to that as well i thought that was really good i think this is i think they're really good mm. and i think there are bits of um oh god i don't want to use the word screamo but when i say the kind of blood brothersy early screamo scene i think they draw a fair bit from that as well it's interesting um, I, I wrote blood brothers down and then i deleted it actually but but it's interesting right, okay. that you picked up on that as well so maybe there is more to that i think I there are a few like the rise as well i don't know if anyone remember that band the rise um there's it's kind of um they managed to straddle the line between kind of Candiria and relapse metal craziness with a sort of a touch of the early millennium discord sort of, yeah. um, you know, indie punk bands yeah. that were coming out at that time, which is a cool thing. But then I do think when you meld those two things together, it's sort of option paralysis <laughs> era Dillinger. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Bit. It's interesting because you have um, described them the same way that many, many reviewers at the time described them. The most, the most, um, the most uh, prominent descriptor was Dillinger Escape Plan. I think the second descriptor is Deftones, which I see far, far less. Um, the last FM. Uh, but those, by the way, there's very, 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 very little information about this band out there on the yeah. internet. Um, so uh, <laughs> I've had to really, really, I've managed to put two pages of notes together for this band, and it took oh, me, it took me a couple of hours because just scouring stuff to find about this band, it's it's really difficult. I was quite happy to do it because I've been obsessed with this record since I got into it. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, it did. It did take a lot of combing the internet and going on the Wayback Machine and all that kind of thing to actually find anything about this band. Um, but uh, one of my biggest sources is the Last FM bio, so I have no idea how accurate it is because Last FM bios aren't always accurate. But that's what I'm going to go on for a lot of this. Um, but I think they described them as like uh, a, a combination of Dillinger Escape Plan, Smashing Pumpkins, Deftones, and Cigarettes. 
which I understand, but I still don't think that gives a very good indication as to what this band sound like. No, I don't think that's a very good description at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, the reason why I say it's kind of ahead of its time, I think in reality, the sound is much closer to the likes of The Fall of Troy or The Number 12 Looks Like You or even Wild Throne. Um, do you remember that brilliant mm -hmm. short-lived band who released their debut on Roadrunner Records before unceremoniously splitting up? Yeah. Um, Basically, I mean, certainly those bands were influenced by Dillinger, I'm sure. Fall of Troy and Number 12 looks like you were doing this thing before Exotic Animal Petting Zoo were, but then they were ridiculously ahead of their time as well. And I think you've actually described it quite nicely there because the Dillinger thing is one aspect of it, but I think bringing in the melodic discord element of it as well, I think that's the thing that is that marks them out from Dillinger. Um, mm. And they have... Yeah, it does, it does sound Screamo-esque. I do understand where you're coming from, but then at the same time, I don't want to use that tag too much because uh, it might actually put people off. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that... I mean, we, we spoke about um, Gift from God and yeah. uh, See You Space Cowboy as Cal well. Calisteo kind of Boys like, to an extent Yeah, well. Calisteo Boys as well, um, who I didn't like as much as the previous two that I mentioned, mm. but I can see the comparison there. Um but then when we described them, we were talking about like, oh, you know, it's really cool that they're using these influences from, I mean, I would say there's nothing from that those bands have, that any of them have done that doesn't sound like something which had already happened between kind of 1999 and 2003 from those scenes. Like it's cool because they're leaning so heavily on shit like Drowning Man that hasn't really been touched for a long time. And listening to this, I thought, sort of felt a little bit similar kind of similar about it um although because it was 2012 i was like well good for them for doing it before those other bands yeah sort of picked up on it and it became like a like i wouldn't say it's the cool thing to do now but it's certainly yeah. cooler now than it was in 2012 maybe what i mean by ahead of their time i maybe maybe really what i mean is they they came out in the wrong time i would say yeah because yeah. um when i listened to animal uh, exotic animal petting zoo um and i think about festivals that have sprung up in their wake arc tangent is a massive one who would definitely host this kind of thing dunk festival strange forms you know there are so many um there's a scene that's really opened up around this kind of music difficult to digest stuff that like you can't just listen to it once and kind of get it you know i mean as i say i've had this record three years four years and i still hear news when i was re-listening to it for this i heard stuff on it that i hadn't heard before you know mm. um there's just so much going on <clears throat> and there's parts that are really yeah jazzy and chaotic and um the, the <laughs> uh, in the olden days people would have called it spazcore we tend not to use that word anymore for obvious reasons but you know that's what it would have been called around the turn of the millennium and stuff like that just music that's going all over the place um but then it also opens up into really beautiful kind of moments i mean there's like really amazing um beautiful moments on the likes of i've got the cd right here through the thicket across endless mountains and apre bull and gypsy among the pines it it, it I think this album is really good at keeping your attention because it's really diverse 
across its yeah, four, across its 46 minutes it's 46 minutes and 41 seconds and because it's not just chucking like i mean forgive me for saying so but it's not doing a calculating infinity where it's just chucking difficult stuff at you all the time it, it kind of um yeah it's more latter dillinger than it is early dillinger definitely you know i mean i do, i do think it's hard to escape the uh the comparisons between those two bands but to be honest i i actually don't think that's an insult because no. they're i mean the dillinger escape plan are one of my favorite bands mm, mm, as mm. they are yours yeah, i know yeah. and if you can do a passable and, and the thing is is the impression of dillinger that people usually do is the impression of calculating infinity yes not many people can do an impression of you know ioworks or option paralysis or you know um disassociation which i know obviously wasn't out at that point but it's far harder to impersonate that well it's see as much as i love calculating infinity for all the reasons which we will properly one day discuss yeah um i think it is far harder to do an impression of options paralysis than it is to do an impression of calculate infinity you just Definitely. have to get good at your instruments to do calculate infinity and you can do a surface level passable impression of it what dillinger did later on when they started you know incorporating electronics and yeah. piano and choruses and clean singing yeah. and all these other things which cool. exotic animal petting zoo do definitely incorporate and so th i think the reason why i'm clinging on to this dillinger escape plan um uh comparison so much is because i'm not really sure i've heard a band who are as good at impersonating the very very difficult the the you know the impossible to to impersonate parts of dillinger escape plans back catalogue loads of bands can go over stuff but not many people can write a song like i mean did you mention the great explainer no i haven't mentioned the great explainer yet no but like and i was like fucking hell this is this is really good and then like you know the last like the amount of restraint shown on uh arcology the last song i was just like this is fucking amazing this is like this is this is proper this isn't just you know, throw as many mad, rich, shitty riffs at the wall as you possibly can, and yeah. hope that a few of them stick. Yes, this yes, is, I agree. There, there's, there's a songwriting craft on this album which I was very, very impressed by. That's, and, but, that's I, it, I, but, isn't it? but unfortunately, because they're so good at it, the only other band who have ever been as good at it as that are the Dillinger Escape Plan, which is why it makes it so hard to compare well, them to anyone else. First of all, I'm fucking thrilled that you like it. Secondly, mm. don't get me wrong. The Dillinger comparison is absolutely apt. I think. I think what kind of um, I, I I was stunned that that like there are so few reviews of this online. I think I found four or five. Uh, I'll quote from a couple of them later. But I was stunned that Dillinger Escape Plan were mentioned, but Fall of Troy or Number Twelve looks like you weren't because to me exotic animal petting zoo are far closer to fall of troy and number 12 looks like you than they are dillinger now i do appreciate that fall of troy and number 12 looks like you aren't as big as dillinger but you know th th they're they're much much closer to that kind of thing in my you'll opinion. have to excuse my ignorance on something like a fall of troy even though we have just recently reviewed their last album mm -hmm. and i have heard one of the other albums but as much as there are melodic parts in fall of troy mm -hmm. 
and there are pieces of melody in Fall of Troy. I, they never strike me as such a, a kind of song orientated band. And I think the thing that's that's not that's what I liked about this is that it feels really song orientated. And I think the Dillinger Escape Plan are massively mischaracterized as a band who just have weird stuff and don't have songs. Whereas actually they've got really, they write really, really, really brilliant songs. Now mm. I'm not saying the Fall of Troy don't write good songs mm. Mm. when you listen to them a lot, mm. but I don't think, I think it's obvious that the Dillinger Escape Plan write really good songs. I think it's obvious that there is a lot of songwriting craft on this. And I don't, no, again, I haven't heard their entire back catalogue, so you'd know better than me. But it doesn't appear obvious to me that a band like Fall of Troy would um, would prioritise the craft of songwriting in the same way as those other two bands do. Uh, I think I think that's down to the Fall of Troy material you've heard to to be totally mm. to to be totally blunt about it. It could be, um, yeah, probably. If you recall, we reviewed the new album quite recently, and we both yeah. really, really, really enjoyed it. But I think yeah, really I, good, I yeah. think I said it was my second least favorite Fall of Troy record. So you know, mm. um, uh, but if you go back to the likes of, I mean, um, the the big one is FCP remix. That's like that is the song. That is absolutely a song. That's their big, big, yeah. big song. But uh, stuff from Doppelganger, Manipulator, and um, Phantom on the well, no, Phantom on the Horizon is a very good example. But Doppelganger and Manipulator certainly have definitely have songs on them. Mm. Um, but I do understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. I mean, it's bit... well, Doppelganger is one of the ones that I'd heard. Oh, okay, because that was the one that I played in full uh, heavy mm. a few years ago, and I knew mm. they were doing that, and I'd listen to it. And, and again, it was like. I'm not saying that there aren't songs on it at all, but it was certainly, it felt much more chaotic than just, uh, f you know, than, than some of this is. You may well be right. And I, and one thing that I will say about Exotic Animal Petting Zoo and one reason why I'm um, furious that they're not as, as even, even as well-renowned as Fall of Troy are, um, is I think they do a Fall of Troy maybe... Are certainly to the same standard uh, of Fall of Troy at their best, maybe even debatably better. Um, I mean, that that is quite a tough shout, especially when Fall of Troy have been doing it much longer and have like six records and our animal petting zoo have two. But, um, you know, they, they were so brilliant just straight off the bat. Um, but then they had shitloads of bad luck as well, uh, as a lot of these kind of bands do. I mean... Any band that isn't as immediate, isn't very, very immediate, is going to struggle anyway. But then when you're given shitloads of bad luck at the same time, that's going to... Yeah, I, I wondered why I'd never heard of them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, um, the, both of their albums were came out on Media Scare Records. Are you familiar with Media Scare Records at all? Don't think so, no. No, I wasn't really. I looked them up um, and I had a look at their roster and it didn't really fill in any blanks for me. But I will say they did have the ghost, they used to have the ghost inside on the label um, okay. who released, so Media Scare released their first two albums, uh, Fury and the Fallen Ones and Returners, which I don't know much about the ghost inside, but even I know those are not the big ghost inside records. Um, but um, uh, it, the rest of their roster, there were like bands who I was like, Oh, I think I've vaguely heard of them, but I hadn't really heard any of them at all. So tiny, tiny label um, based out of America. Let's say America. Because uh, <laughs> I've forgotten. No, it's down. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write it down. 
So according to the bio on Last FM, um, they ran into a fair amount of trouble between their first record and this one. Um, like I say, I don't think Last FM is the most reliable source for information, but this is all mm. we have on this band because there is so little on the internet about them. It's a real tragedy, in my opinion. Um, so according to Last FM, they began life as a three-piece in 2004. They recruited guitarist Steve Radakovich in 2008 around the release of their first album, I Have Made My Bed in Darkness. Not recommended um, because you can't can't see, can you? No. Uh, they toured... Uh, uh, the album's great, though, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just realised when I said not recommended. I don't mean the record. <laughs> I, I don't recommend making your bed in the darkness. No. Um, they toured with the band Loom in October 2009, who are, again, sort of one of those bands who are like, I know of Loom, but I'm not sure if I know their stuff. But does Loom mm. ring a bell to you? I don't know. No, not okay. to me either, to be honest. But, yeah. um, but they returned home from that tour with no money or a place to live. Uh, so they went on another tour to try and make a profit, a more DIY kind of venture so that they could keep a bit more of the money. This allowed them to rent out a practice space, which they also lived in. So they were basically right. homeless, um, uh, but living in this practice space, which in turn gave them a chance to refocus their efforts on the, on the band. But as you can imagine, all this toing and froing led to the departure of Steve Radkovich. They've not had much luck with guitarists, basically, is what I'm getting on at. They soldiered yeah. on as a three-piece, but being low on cash and morale, they were on the verge of breaking up until they received a random call from an interested musician. Uh, and added guitarist Jeff Zampilo to their ranks, who is the uh, second guitarist on this album. Um, during a treacherous drive through a snowstorm between their homes in Indiana and the studio in Portland, where they were recording this record, they crashed their car uh, full of all their equipment. It was a total write-off. The band managed to escape unscathed and finally make it to the recording studio to begin work on the record but they basically totaled all of their gear so that's how recording for this record started <laughs> brutal brutal yeah fucking brutal I mean, that seems to happen a lot to punk bands like the, the decade of people crashing their fucking vans a lot yeah yeah it's pretty astonishing Sucks. it's astonishing what they managed to come up with though you know considering all of that um mm. but i kind of feel like Basically, this band, I mean, they never actually split up. They're technically still going. I checked their Facebook page. They post stuff from time to time, but they don't really post anything like new. They're not really doing anything at the moment or anything like that. And I think, uh, I mean, shortly after the release of this record, um, Jeff Sampillo left as well. So basically they keep getting like second guitarists in and then they just keep leaving. And I think probably they were just thrown so much bad luck and like, what they're trying to sell is such a diff it is a difficult sell you know yeah. music like this it is it is mm. tricky um that mm. i just think as run, as run dmc said <laughs> um it is a tricky one to sell but but it just feels like such a shame to me because you know like i said this record came out 2012 i mean in 2013 arc tangent started and you know, yeah. they would be a perfect band for Arctangent, provided they could like get them over and stuff like that. You know, um, again, Dunk Festival. I think a lot of this kind of math rock scene is really beginning to, um, cer certainly in the UK, 
Uh, it's starting to kind of rise up a little bit. And it's kind of like, it just feels like really bad timing um, as to why this band, you know, like you said, like what they were doing was very, very, uh, well, there was a scene. I was about to say it was very popular. There was a scene for it in the, at the turn of the millennium. And there's, there's kind of a scene for it now. But in between those times when exotic animal petting zoo were a thing, there wasn't so much of a scene for it. Not not one that I was particularly aware of anyway. Bad time. Bad time. Guitar music. Yeah. In general. When I think back to 2012 and I mean, what were the big, like Koino Yokan came out that year. So that was a good record. Um I mean, I really liked. We, well, we've 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 spoken about Hawkeyes before, yeah, Hawkeye, and yeah, you know, yeah, Ideas came out in 2012. Um, we've spoken about Feed the Rhino before, yeah. and the Burning Suns came out in 2012. It did feel like every time you looked at somebody who you hoped might kick on and actually break this monopoly of, you know, I, 2012 was when I started going. <sighs> Metalcore is coming back. Do you know what I mean? Metalcore mm. was, um, I think Atlas by Parkway Drive came out that year, which was, you know, uh, it is a perfectly good Parkway Drive album, but it's it's a Parkway Drive album that, um, that you know, needed to come out uh, to really kind of want that be that kind of last thing they did before Aya came along and, and sort of moved them along. Um you had like Union Union of Crowns and I mean, you know, at the time I remember thinking, well, actually Union of Crowns, this is the six Atlas, um, those bands that they're all good bands. Barry, you know, I, I like Barry tomorrow. I like feed the rhino. I like, um, you know, while she sleeps, I like Parkway. I like all those bands, but if that's kind of the best that this has to offer, mm. it's going to, if it gets popular, it's going to get fucking sucked into, well what it became we came as romans and fucking you know a load of boring crap metalcore bands or even worse mm. those kind of you know top man t-shirt bands which there was a little bit this was kind of i'd say the end of 2011 up to probably mm -hmm. the end of 2015 was a very very difficult place to be mm. if you were a band who had something a little more to say than you know just here are some really really generic overproduced very sugary saccharine obvious and i'm not saying that about sleeps or parkway at all um but i do think you look at hawkeyes you look at palm reader yeah. you look at um destrage mm -hmm. you look at a lot of bands from that period who just just it it never happened for them um i mean even slightly outside of that a band like uh um oh fuck me what are they called the the horses band pulled apart by horses pulled apart by horses pulled apart by horses you know their first album people were like oh this is great when it was sort of 2009 2010 the first one came out yeah and then second one came out in 2012 and people were just like nah it's done now mm -hmm. yeah what the fuck yeah Good album um, as well, Tough Love. Good album. Yeah, really, really good album. And there was a whole bunch of bands who I was like, this is great, it's exciting. And it didn't feel like people would get excited about it. I mean, I was doing the Metal Hammer podcast or you know, or, or Team Rock Radio at the time. And maybe because of the people that listen to Team Rock Radio, it was even harder to actually kind of go, look, guys, yeah, this yeah. is this is happening. Um, 
but yeah, I, I I do think that if you were an underground band like Exotic Animal Petting Zoo and you're releasing an album like this, mm. unless you're already established, and I mean, even one of us is the killer. Yeah. No yeah. one fucking cared really, did they, at that point with Dillinger? I mean, the people who loved Dillinger still cared. Mm. and But it felt like even, you know, I would say one of us is the killer is, you know, I know you, you love it. I you? love it, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i would say it's it's great but it's a bit like um all the ones we love uh by converge um yeah it's called but, um, which again love, is like all the ones we love we leave behind we leave behind yeah <laughs> i mean again those two are probably my my least favorite dillinger and converge albums and they came out at a time where it was just like you know there's it's just it felt like everything was just becoming really like i i felt like a lot of people just were like what can we do no one gives a fuck and i mean i definitely don't think that was true of dillinger and converge um or gajira who released le fond sauvage around of course uh, around around that time as well but so there were little you know pockets of people who were doing things that were still interesting but you know with the with the exception of gajira and i guess the you know the the stuff that had already been built up by behemoth and you know um dillinger and converge and those kind of bands there weren't really or neurosis as well i know and that like you know that honor before decay that came out yeah. and was great as well yeah. but you know th those are all established bands and if you're not if you weren't i i can't think of a single band this is a really long way of getting around this but i can't think of a single band from that period in time that i'm talking about who people who are still going, mm. who are people who still give, like have kind of transitioned onto being a band that people give a fuck about. And I would say the closest, and this will show you how small it is, are probably Palm Reader. Mm. Yeah, quite possible. And part, it's not like Palm Reader have had this massive, like, oh my God, you know, they're, they're playing fucking the forum or anything like mm. Crossfaith were. Mm. Um, people have just suddenly gone, oh yeah, that band are really good. Mm a small number of them <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely i mean i think i mean i have no idea if this record had pr or anything like that at the time but from the very few amount like the people who reviewed it were basically tiny internet blogs you know the kind of people the kind of people that the music industry absolutely needs and a lot of these blogs um the the, the, the kind of music websites that you read and that they vary in quality uh hugely because you know um they they bring on people who are doing it for the love of it and are, are doing it for kind of um to get you know free entry to shows and stuff like that and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all it's fucking great that that community exists and it's important but you know i mean the, the biggest website that i could find that had covered this was heavy blog is heavy which are, are who are actually a fantastic website um and one that i'd recommend in terms of that internet blog kind of scene but they're not you know they're not a mainstream music site you know at in any way shape or form of the reviews that are on the internet for this record um as i mentioned heavy blog is heavy gave it five out of five uh unfortunately incorrectly stated that it would likely appear on many best of 2012 lists 
as far as I'm aware, it didn't appear on any <laughs> because um, mm. I just don't think people knew about this record. You know, I mean, as I said, it came out on Media Scare Records. Neither of us have even heard of that label until now. I've got, I own the blood, I own this on CD for fuck's sake. And it says Media Scare right at the bottom there. And I still <laughs> didn't know who they were, you know. Um, a website called Headbang or Get the Fuck Out. right gave it five out of five in a very rabid review um metal underground made a pretty good attempt at describing the band i think saying if the name doesn't already give this away exotic animal petting zoo is a different beast floating somewhere between the mars volta cynic the dillinger escape plan and agaloc all right. Okay. Interesting. The band's the cynic comparison is quite good. Cynic, actually, cynic's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. The band's sound is primarily a combination of distorted guitar flurries, syncopated rhythms, spacious reverberated clean passages, hardcore yells, screams, and melodic clean singing. Not bad at all. Um, they mm. went on to give the album three point five out of five, which uh, is no, not. Uh, <laughs> but they acknowledged it wasn't for everyone. Uh, but also said that for adventurous listeners, the fourth and fifth spins through this album will still reveal new things. As I've said, I've had this album for four years or so, and I still hear new things in it. So I think they could have even gone further with that. Um, there were a few other reviews, but like for the most part, it, yeah, like I said, it was just people like writing for fun as as like a hobby rather than but like no big magazines covered it or anything like that. And in terms of quality, I mean, you you have compared it over and over again with Dillinger Escape Plan. People should check this out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, this is really good. I mean, I'm comparing it with Dillinger Escape Plan as a, uh, as I'm saying, I think this is probably the closest thing I've ever heard mm. to the sort of the, the final chapter of the Dillinger Escape Plan's career. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, you know, that's not a fucking a cuss or a diss or a you know a, a, a sort of wave away of the hand at all that is me going you know if you like that brilliant band in that particular specific period I, I'm, I mean like I say to just to reiterate the reason why I'm comparing it to that period of Dillinger so much is because I can't think of anyone else who's even got close to even managing to sound like that kind of thing. I, I don't think there is anyone. I think there's bits in... I mean, it's funny you say about Black Peaks because I was like, hmm, yeah, now you say Black Peaks... Like mm. I can see how the guys in Black Peaks mm. have taken just one element of that and mm. put it into their music. I mean, obviously, there's loads of things mm. that go into Black Peaks, and I think... They they love this record as well. Yeah, they and the, the great the great thing about Black Peaks, as we have discussed many times on this show, um, is that they they have so many influences and i think like what's cool about it is you can almost hear what bits they take from what band like when you go oh there's black peaks they're a bit like mastodon well only the guitars really yeah 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 Yeah, do you know what i mean like it's that specific part that they take or oh you know it's a bit like every time i die well yeah only when it's like the the vocals go heavy or do you know what i mean or they they're doing a little breakdown part and i can definitely hear bits in this where i'm like like melodically speaking uh when when this is kind of clean if you like there i think black you can tell that black peaks have obviously listened to that and gone wow what a really interesting way to approach your clean vocals and stuff i think i mean i i do think that the the more melodic parts of this record are the the man of the match if you like yeah Um, i agree 
Uh, I, I do. I think that the as in as much as I like the kind of progressive avant-garde, jazzy, stabby, weird, screamy, all over the place stuff. I think it sounds so much better when you actually know your way around a chorus as well. And I think it's uh, brilliantly, they're brilliantly melded. Um, like sometimes when bands do that, I'm thinking of like early between the belly buried and me, for example. Um, sometimes you could really see the joins with that stuff. But um, I think exotic animal petting zoo really, the flow between the really, really heavy shit and then it going into a really melodic yeah. bit is brilliantly executed. Certainly mm. far more so for a band um, just on their second record. I mean, that's another thing. There was four years between their debut and this this album, you know. But it's just sort of, just sounds like... Four years before forming and their debut and then four years between... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it just feels like it's just not going to work out. Sometimes it just never works out for a band. Well, no matter how good they are or what happens like <laughs> i don't suddenly expect one day a, an exotic animal petting zoo album to, to drop out of nowhere and people suddenly go oh wow this band this band are great like i think it's well, done it's unlikely but what i will say is part of the reason i wanted to do this is because i really do want people to hear this because i think it's absolutely fucking brilliant and well worthy of your time i mean i've just gone on to fans also like on spotify and it's got number 12 looks like you, the Arusha Accord, Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza, Down I Go, I think Down I Go is a good shout, Rolo Tomasi, Dillinger Escape Plan, Genghis Tron, The Chariot, um, Fear Before the March of Flames, Sixth, Car Bomb, Gaza, Frontera, Between the Buried and Me. I think all of those, I can see all of those to a degree, you know. Yeah. Um, if you like And do you know what, like with, that, the exception of, with the exception of Rolo Tomasi, I think they write better choruses than all of those bands as well. Quite possibly. I think their 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 use of melody is better than all and is better than all of those bands, probably Bar Rolo Tomasi. Yeah, you know what? Looking at it, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, mm. definitely. I mean, admittedly, some of them like Frontera and Gaza don't even fucking attempt to do that yes. anyway. But yeah, yeah, you know, um, so I guess it's sort of a moot point. But yeah, but I, you know, and th that's what I mean by like, how good is the the like hearing their fucking grasp of melody and stuff is. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, who knows? Um, maybe I'll send this to them. And if you are if you are interested in anything, any bands like that at all, you know, we have a big enough platform to for bands like this to actually make a difference. At the moment they have two, two and a half thousand monthly listens on Spotify. Um we definitely bump that up to three. <laughs> we well, we could, we could, we could, we we are big enough now to make it, you know, to maybe double that at least, you know, if enough people listen to this, um, and um, you know, I mean, they. Well, we've only got four hundred and fifty patrons at the moment, so unfortunately, oh, only four hundred and fifty people are going to hear. Well, they got to go on the main show. You got to release a new album, guys. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you get to go on the main show, and when you're on the main show, oh, that's when you're in the old mainstream lane. You're absolutely right. So therefore, I will send this to them and encourage them to get together and do a new record. It's only been eight years; it'll be fine. If if Hum can do it, then Exotic Animal Petting Zoo can do it. Because now, just now, if I think if they came back now, I feel like the audience is there now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that like they turn into Dillinger or anything like that, but I think. The struggles that they had 10 years ago, they would not 
have anywhere near as much. I mean, not that it's easy out there, but we're talking at a time during COVID, fuck me. So it's (laughs) it's probably not a great time this absolute second. But, you know, I do feel like there is a, there is a audience for this stuff, which maybe wasn't as uh, apparent at the time, you know. Mm. Well, put it this way, right? There's been four years between the last two, but we're, we're going to review the Bon Jovi album this week, which you've probably heard by now once this goes out. And as you'll know, there's four years between the two Bon Jovi albums. And I think I speak for both of us when I say that's worked out wonderfully for them. So if Bon Jovi can do it, if Bon Jovi can get back together after four years of not doing anything and come back with an album as good as 2020, yeah, yeah. then anybody can. And I do mean literally anybody <laughs> <laughs> i don't just mean exotic animal petting zoo would you, i mean literally anybody would you like to see exotic animal petting zoo supporting bon jovi i'd like to see exotic animal petting zoo <laughs> you could leave early i'd love yeah. i'd love to see the clueless look on people's bon jovi fans faces <laughs> yeah. i don't know how john bon has managed to we- weasel his way in this in this conversation i think i'm you just excited it. about talking about yeah i think i'm just excited about talking about the which obviously you've listener have heard um i'm excited i'm, quite, just, I'm excited about i'm excited about bon jovi. Yeah. yeah 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 well you should be yeah Mm, more exciting than this, isn't it? Oh God! Exotic animal petting. I will, I will, I will say this, and people already know, but the Bon Jovi album is better than the fucking Corey Taylor album. I mean, the the the, the they are both. People again will already know this. <laughs> it's like watching two midgets in a giant competition fighting each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like which one of these two incredibly short people has got the thicker soles on their shoes <laughs> i think that's a good time to wrap it up it is um exotic animal petting zoo tree of tongues is the album what we've just been talking about thank you very much jamie hall for your suggestion um if you've been listening to this free go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast you can get much more exclusive content and tings and uh we'll be back soon with another one of these i'm looking at the list I can't be bothered to read any out. There's loads of really good ones, but um, we'll be back with more of these uh, very, very soon. But for the moment, um, we'll see you soon. Bye.